0: Welcome to the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. I'm Beck Buchanan, accountant turned bookkeeping business owner. I'm passionate about small businesses like yours, and I create this weekly podcast to support and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business journey. Hello, long time no chat. I've been having a much needed break from podcasting, but I am so ready to be back here. You may have noticed the new intro, which is super short and snappy. It feels a bit strange to me because I'm quite fond of my old intro and my acknowledgement of country. But this new one is representative of where I am taking the podcast in this next phase. I'm calling it a phase because I had a uh, five week break. Anywho, the goal of this podcast has always been, but even more so now, is to give to the point sharp financial and business insights and stories, no fluff. So I hope you enjoy the slightly new format and get used to the new bits and pieces alongside me as we go. On my podcasting break where I was meant to be surfing a lot and having massages, I ended up just doing a bucket load of client work, to be honest. And some of this client work involved a bookkeeping cleanup for a newish business who were getting acquainted with zero for the first time and bookkeeping cleanup work for a business whose bookkeeper wasn't very experienced and made a bit of a mess of things for them. And doing this work reminded me that so many business owners out there do not know the basics of maintaining their zero file. Like someone might be very capable of coding business transactions to the appropriate account code day-to-day, but doesn't realize that their bank account in zero has never been reconciled properly, or that their Square interface into Xero has been sending over duplicate transactions and inflating their revenue, or that they have invoice sent to clients 350 days ago that have never been paid and they've never done anything about it. Whilst big bookkeeping stuff-ups might need the help of a professional to come in and unravel the mess, a lot of the problem is knowing you have a stuff-up in the first place, and then you can go about seeking help if you know about it. Bookkeeping clean-ups are much easier to deal with two months in rather than 12 months in. But on a more positive note, even if you don't have a bookkeeping stuff up to deal with, there might be aspects of your bookkeeping that could be improved to help you make more informed business decisions. So today I want to go back to basics and take you through some five steps that you can follow to health check your own Xero file. We offer zero health checks in my business, Straight Up Bookkeeping, where we jump into a client zero file and have a look around and report back to the business owner on what is right, wrong and right for improvement in their zero file. So this is a snapshot of what we do and how you can do it for yourself. Number one, bank reconciliations. Most importantly, this is the most important thing, make sure all of your business bank accounts are linked to Zero, so the bank feed is coming into Zero, and make sure they reconcile back to the source system, so back to the underlying bank account. So if you have accounts such as transaction accounts, savings accounts, credit cards, PayPal, Stripe, Wise, Airwallex, whatever the bank account, make sure they are linked to Xero and appear on your Xero dashboard and then make sure they reconcile. Now, by reconcile, I don't mean make sure that all the transactions that are coming into Zero via the bank feed are coded to the correct account code in Zero. though that is obviously great bookkeeping if that's happening. Rather, by reconcile, I mean that a statement balance on the bank account in question on your Zero dashboard should match the bank account balance yesterday in your underlying bank account. So literally log into your bank account, either on your phone or your computer and check the balance. Does zero match your bank account? If yes, great. If not, did it ever match your bank account? Go back and find the point in time where it did match. Then see if you can work out what went wrong and why. Xero is amazing, but sometimes bank feeds stuff up, especially Amex. Amex has actually been an absolute nightmare for months due to complications with the Yodely feed into Xero. That's the bank feed that services Xero. And we are having to import Amex transactions into Xero manually for several of our clients at the moment. So if you're not aware of this stuff, which you may not be if bookkeeping isn't your thing and you're busy running your own business, then you're not going to know that a significant amount of transactions may not be coming into Xero because of a problem with a bank feed. And this is what doing a regular bank reconciliation helps to highlight. And keep in mind that PayPal, Airwallex and Stripe interface with Xero more often than traditional bank feeds. So, for example, a Westpac bank account, if you log into Westpac and check the balance yesterday, that should match your Westpac bank account in Xero today. But for PayPal and Airwallex and Stripe, like I said, they're interfacing with Zero more often, so it's not as simple to match at a glance those bank accounts. So a good way to check those accounts are at the end of a month, run a statement in those underlying accounts. So log into to PayPal, run your PayPal statement, and then compare it to Xero at the end of the month. And even then there might be timing differences because the PayPal cutoff might be different to the zero cutoff if you're getting a lot of transactions through, but you should be able to check the running balance in Xero versus the balance in PayPal and find a point around about the last day of the month where they both matched. I can't stress enough how important it is to have complete and accurate bank data in Xero or whatever accounting software you're using. Just think about it. Your business decisions and your taxes are based on this information. So if there are bits missing or in duplicate or the signage is around the wrong way because you imported transactions into Xero incorrectly, it can have significant impacts on your business decisions and also your compliance. Number two, clean up your Xero dashboard. Now, this is a bit of a housekeeping measure and not as imperative as reconciled bank accounts, but I urge you to clean up your Xero dashboard so that it's a place you enjoy logging into and hanging out and so that you can see the state of your business affairs at a glance and they serve you in making good business decisions. To clean up a Xero dashboard, I do the following and suggest you consider doing so as well. I hide any banners that are telling you message across the top of your Xero dashboard. This will often be the case if you've got a new Xero file and Xero want to tell you information and things to click on and it'll put a big banner across your dashboard, read it, but then get rid of it. Please don't leave it there. So many people just leave them there. That's number one. Number two, click on the edit dashboard button which you can find at the far right hand side of your screen and then hide or show and rearrange things on the dashboard in a way that will serve you well. So for example, my preference is always to have my account watch list on the top right-hand side of the dashboard. And then the most used bank account at the top left-hand side. I also like to see invoices owed to you and bills you need to pay below the watch list so I can keep an eye on these balances daily, but whatever works for you is okay. I just want you to be methodical and thoughtful about your dashboard and how you display it. Next up is the account watch list, which is so useful, but I've seen so many business owners literally put every one of their accounts on the watch list, which is not effective in my opinion. The watch list should just be the accounts you really need to keep a close eye on, not your entire PL. So, if you want to see your PL, then go to your PL report and look at it there. Don't try and achieve this on your account watch list. Now, you can add and remove accounts from this watch list. And if you've got no idea what I'm talking about, then go and do this. Go to your chart of accounts, which you can find in the advanced accounting menu. So there's an accounting menu across the top of your Zero screen. Click on that, go to advanced in the accounting menu, and then select the chart of accounts option. Click on the account code that you want to display or hide from your Zero dashboard and tick or untick the button that says show on dashboard watch list. Now, some examples of accounts that are worth being on the watch list are sales or a particular sales account that you're keeping an eye on, any clearing accounts because you want to check that these are clearing out, wages payable, super payable, GST payable, and certain expense accounts you're interested in, like perhaps you're monitoring your Facebook ad spend or your Google ad spend uh, for the month, but certainly not all of your expense accounts. As I said, that's what your profit and loss report is for or your p report. Do that and you will have a clean and useful dashboard inviting you to do great bookkeeping every time you log in. Number three way to do a zero health check is to consider your profit and loss report and whether it is serving you, the business owner. To get to your profit and loss report, you can find this by going to the accounting menu again, selecting reports and then selecting profit and loss. Now have a look at this report and ask yourself, do you understand it? is it helping you to make business decisions? Could it be better? A profit and loss report, or a P&L, as I'll probably call it from here on in, should be quite simple to understand. It's revenue, less expenses equals profit, or loss if your expenses are more than revenue. Yet if we have too many or too few account codes on the P&L, it's hard to make sense of what is driving the results. An example of too many account codes is a recent Xero file I came across that had a standalone account code for every business app that this business was using. It had a code for Canva and Zapier and Xero and Google, This is crazy town. Those transactions should be wrapped up in an account code called business systems and apps or tech subscriptions, or even just subscriptions. They should definitely not be sitting separately on the face of the P&L. In contrast, but equally not useful, I've seen three different types of insurances lumped into one insurance account code, where it would have been beneficial for this business to have separate account codes for the different types of insurances, like workers' insurance, professional indemnity insurance, and car insurance, which by nature are very different types of insurance and could usefully sit in uh, different parts of the P&L rather than being lumped in together. On that same note, I've seen businesses with five revenue streams, like very different revenue streams, coded into one sales account rather than splitting out the revenue into different sales accounts. And this does the business a disservice, in my opinion, as how can you see with ease which revenue streams are making you money versus those that are less optimal when everything is lumped into one sales account and together? So based on your findings here, when you reflect on your own P&L, I encourage you to create new account codes where it makes sense to do so, and to archive old account codes where it makes sense to do so. Now for the archiving, you will first need to recode the transactions within that account as you can't archive an account code that has a balance, and perhaps you need someone to help you clean up your chart of accounts. But if it doesn't make sense for you when you're looking at your P&L, then don't keep going on because as your business grows it's just going to become more cumbersome and more hard to understand if you don't take the plunge and clean up your p l sooner rather than later whilst looking at your p l check whether you are coding things consistently every month and or whether you have different account codes for the same thing like I have seen mobile phone account codes And telephone account codes, where the person doing the bookkeeping would choose a different account code one month to the next month, but putting, say, a Telstra bill in mobile one month and then a Telstra bill in telephone the next month. This is messy and bad bookkeeping, and I urge you to clean up your P&L so that this is not you. Okay, number four way to do a bit of a zero health check on your own zero file is to look at your balance sheet and reflect on whether you understand it or not. You can find your balance sheet in the reports menu where the P&L was. Go to accounting, reports, but then select balance sheet, and select today's date or last month when you're having a look at it. So a balance sheet reflects what a business owns, that being its assets, less what it owes, that being its liabilities. You don't need to be a bookkeeper or a tax accountant to understand your balance sheet. But I get that it's the sort of report that business owners don't generally look at too often and it's not nearly as interesting as your P&L because profit is on the P&L and that's what most of us care about day to day. But doing a zero health check, I urge you to look at your balance sheet just to check everything is in order. Some things to look out for. If you have fixed asset account codes like computer equipment and office equipment, click into those and check that what is in there are actually assets and not expenses. So assets are things that have a useful life of more than one year. So things like computers and desks and tables and even iPads and mobile phones or pieces of equipment. If you click on office equipment, for example, and find that you have coded coffee and stationery in there, for example, then this needs to be recoded to the profit and loss report. In that I mean the office expenses account rather than the office equipment account. So expenses are on the P&L whereas equipment is on the balance sheet. The other thing to sense check is your payables, like GST payable, superannuation payable, pay as you go with holdings payable, wages payable if you are an employer. For example, when doing this sense check, if your GST payable is $50,000 and you know that that's impossible because you don't deal with that sort of GST amount anytime in your business and you pay your Bas Buys due date every quarter, then you know something has gone awry with your coding. Similarly, if you're an employer and you think staff wages are up to date and you have a large wages payable balance, then something has gone awry in that account. Everything in the bookkeeping world has two sides, a debit and a credit. So if something is wrong on the balance sheet, then there is a good possibility that something is correspondingly wrong on your P&L. You may not know how to solve all the issues that you find if you come across them when you're going down your balance sheet and trying to understand it and checking what's included in the account codes there. But at least if you spot an issue, you can then loop in a bookkeeper or an accountant or a business friend that loves zero and knows how to help you. Lastly, have a drill down into your drawings or your director's loan account, depending on what business structure you're operating under, and check that all is in order and makes sense in those accounts. That's all I need you to do on your balance sheet. Just look at it, make sure it makes sense, and if you've got any questions, ask them of someone who knows the answer. Don't just ignore your balance sheet because sometimes really big problems can be unfolding there and you're not aware of them. The fifth and final zero health check step I would like you to consider doing is to tidy up your aging payables and receivables. So look at the aging reports for your invoices. This is called age receivables and also your bills. This is called aged payables. Now, if you're not importing your bills into Xero via Hubdoc or Dext or dragging and dropping them in, then you may not have any aging payables you're just coding transactions as a spend money transaction when it hits your zero bank feed. So in that case, you won't have bills. And if you're not invoicing out of zero, for example, if you're an e-com or retail business and you're selling out of Shopify or from your store, then you may not have any invoices either or age receivables. But for those businesses like me and many service-based businesses that do have bills and or invoices in Xero, then make sure you review them regularly to ensure they are real and receivable or payable. To do this, you can just click into invoices and bills on your Xero dashboard and sense check things there. Or now that you're familiar with where to find reports in Xero, you can go into the accounting menu, select reports, and then run the reports that are called age payables detail and aged receivables detail. Look at the reports and check that everything is in order. If there's a bill sitting there that you know you've already paid and coded in zero, then chances are the bill sitting in aged payables has been coded into zero in duplicate. And if you're looking at aged receivables, then the same concept applies if you know a customer has paid you for an invoice, then it shouldn't be sitting there. So perhaps you've coded the payment somewhere else and thus duplicated your sales, or perhaps you will realize that your customer hasn't paid you and needs to be chased up for payment. All in all, you want to ensure that the transactions sitting in these reports make sense to be there. If not, they might need to be voided or some investigating done to close them out. And if you have no bills in zero because you're only coding transactions once they hit your bank feed, then I encourage you to consider getting bills into zero before they are due to help you with cash flow forecasting and so you have line of sight of what is coming up in your business. I love looking at my zero dashboard and doing a quick check of what bills are coming up so they don't surprise me on the day that they are due. But that's a podcast for another day. Well, there you have five steps that you can follow to health check your own file. Number one, bank reconciliations. Number two, tidy up your dashboard. Number three, run your P&L and do some checks. Number four, run your balance sheet and do some checks. And number five, do an aging cleanup of your payables and your receivables. Whilst it's not all that I would do as a professional bookkeeper doing this work for a client, it's certainly most of what I do. The goal is to be able to understand and explain everything on your P&L and balance sheet and ensure that your Xero file is complete and accurate by reconciling bank accounts and ensuring that they're all reflected there. You also want to make Xero a place that you're happy to hang out and a tidy dashboard will really help with that. Good luck with doing this yourself, and if you run into a mess you can't solve, be sure to hire a pro to help you. You cannot hope a bookkeeping mess away, and they definitely don't get better with age or putting your head in the sand. If you enjoy this podcast, I have a small favor to ask. Can you please tell one business friend about it? My goal is to get into the ears of business owners and workers that can benefit from my messages, so I'd be so grateful if you spread the word. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. If you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course bookkeeping It real and also my done for you bookkeeping services thanks again and see you next week